We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. God bless you. Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories. I'm your host, Johnny T. And my guest today is Brandon Cordova. He's the founder of iLoveShinyObjects.com, creator of eight-line productivity courses, and he filters productivity tips based on how much structure you feel most comfortable working with. He's a productivity consultant for the easily distracted, and he recently fulfilled a decade-long dream of moving to the Caribbean. How are you today, Brandon? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Glad to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. So obviously by the description of your bio there, you're somebody that's had some dealings with attention deficit order, attention deficit hyper disorder throughout your life. So tell me the kind of challenges that that was for you when you were growing up. And I also understand that your faith has helped you a lot through these situations. So maybe you can bring us along that journey, how you dealt with those things and how you eventually came to a relationship with God. Okay. Well, I I daydreamed a lot and I was very adventurous and I didn't pay attention a lot in school. So uh, I guess being so adventurous, I got disciplined a lot growing up and a lot of corporal punishment. And I had a military father and I didn't do well in school until I got older and kind of learned some ways to deal with it better. And my faith, I grew up in the Catholic church and I remember, I don't know, I think I was in junior high and there was something the priest was saying and I just felt God's spirit there. It just kind of filled my heart with kind of the warmth you feel from Mm -hmm. God's love and the Holy Spirit. And then I I was like, Oh, God, that's kind of like he's calling me he he wants to be with me. And I don't know, it's just been so comforting. And it's been like an anchor. And it's helped me like refocus when my mind's everywhere, or when I'm overwhelmed, because of all the things ADHD kind of causes you to have problems with. So He just kind of brings my focus back to him and he gives me his peace and his love and his praise. And he just like calms my soul. So you said you had a military father, so you're obviously in a military family. Did that entail some moves from a bunch of different, you know, places around the world? Oh, no, he uh, he wasn't in the military for very long. So uh, we, we did stay in one location. I see. So did your dad ever have any chats with you about God? 
Uh, no, no, never. Okay. So are you the first person in your family that has kind of branched out into this life of faith? No, there's different pockets, if you will. My aunt has ever since her divorce, she's been very, I don't know, committed to Christ and some of my cousins and my uncle's side of the family. A lot of them are very religious or they're very active in their churches and their communities. So my parents are mostly focused on work and they both grew up in the Catholic faith and they both went to actually Catholic private schools, but they really didn't talk about God with me. I guess I'm not sure why I've never asked them. So once you had that experience and you felt God's love and God's presence just embodying within you, what transpired from there? I guess in high school, when I was a senior, that's when I would consider, I really believed I had friends in high school that invited me to church. It was just a local non-denominational Christian church. And there was a summer camp they invited me to when I was a senior in high school. And I went there and then I heard the gospel story from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really, I was like, wow, yeah, I, I can't believe that just faith in what God did for me is all I need. You know, I was actually surprised that he wanted me, <laughs> be honest. And why was that? Oh, because my dad, I guess I, I can't blame it all on my dad myself, but I struggle with perfectionism. And so I always felt like I was not good enough and I didn't have the best relationship with my dad. So I guess it was hard to for me to believe God's love and, you know, just all, all how he thinks about me constantly and, you know, prays over me constantly. I just, it's just, it was hard for me to grasp the, the truths of God. So how did you break through that preliminary thought of what God's character is like from your earthly representation of a father? How did that come to be that you moved from that place of unacceptance to understanding God's love personally for you and as a father in heaven to give you all the best things that he wants for you in your life? Simply just spending time with him and reading his words and just letting him renew my mind, like Romans 2 says, just replacing my thoughts that were untrue with his precious thoughts that are true for all of eternity. And I don't know. There were times I had to break away because a life became, I guess, so busy that it was hard for me to spend time with God. For years, I had this monthly thing where I just went camping just to be alone with God for, you know, a weekend or a couple of days. And those kind of helped me change my thoughts and believe those things. Just, I, I think just continuing to spend time with him. Yeah, that's how you get to know somebody, isn't it? You spend time with them and, you know, become a good listener, listen to them, look for the things that they do. God talks about being able to see him in his creation, you know, all around us. And we know he's the creator. So I know I know lots of people that experience God at the deepest parts of their spirit when they're out in the woods or out on the trails or something like that. So everybody's different for sure. But is it for you? Do you have a special place where you spend time with God that is very renewing to your soul or about uh, eight or nine months ago i just started really sitting with the lord in the mornings and just having like an open and free conversation with him just talking to him like i'm talking to you you know not in a religious way you know just saying lord like here's how my day's going here's what i'm trying to do here's the things i'm struggling with and you know it's really been life-changing I, I felt a lot of freedom i felt a lot of release from religion if you want to call it that and i'm really praying that god 
can use me to hear his voice and to act upon certain things. So I'm really trying to just be open to the prompting to the Holy Spirit, what to do every day. I don't get it right all the time. Absolutely not. I'm still learning, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. So as you were growing up, you got out of high school, obviously you still had challenges with attention deficit and so on. I know the scriptures say that we take every thought captive unto the obedience of Christ. And I know you were talking about that, how it's important to, when your mind gets flooded with a whole bunch of things or that shiny object or, hey, squirrel, you know, all those kind of things. How did that help you in your path? And, and what did that lead you into? It persisted. So I guess in my 20s, I struggled in I guess my career, I actually struggled quite a bit in college in engineering. And then I struggled being an engineer. And there were some days that like I would go to work before the sun would come up and then I, I would have to leave before, you know, the sun would already be down because uh, just some project just had to be done. And I remember thinking like, when I have a family, like, I don't want to do this. So I don't know. I, I, I guess I haven't really thought back about how he's kind of led me and guide me through my twenties, but through uh, different careers and just different opportunities opening up, even just different brothers in Christ coming around me at different times or different small groups, or even different pastors just willing to help me out. Hey, do you need something? Like, do you need to borrow money? And I'm like, wow, I just, I don't know, all these little, little things. And if I wouldn't have quit my job in engineering, I wouldn't have met my wife. And my wife has been one of the biggest blessings in my entire life. And now our kids are tremendous blessings too. Even though they're so hard, like I, I literally named my son uh, Giovanni. His name is John in Italian, and it means a uh, gift from God. Mm -hmm. and it just reminds me, like, you know, of God's just kindness because I haven't been uh, perfect, even though I, I struggle to be perfect, and how amazing my son is, and just how much he loves me, and just how, how great he is, his personality, and everything. And so I, I guess it would be a very long conversation to talk about all the little nuances of kind of how he's led me. I think, you know, you said it eloquently there, talking about the struggle for perfection. You know, a lot of people will come to Jesus and because of life events that have either happened to them or they've been involved with, they feel lesser before God. And as you said earlier um, at the start of our, our chat, that you just were overwhelmed with that sense of love, that sense of acceptance of God. I think as long as we continue to just let God work in us and just accept the fact that we're broken and he's fixing us along the way. I think that is a great formula for success. Even before this interview, I was reading through Philippians because again, I was feeling inadequate to be on your podcast. And in Philippians, he talks about Paul's accomplishments are just the rubbish in comparison to the infinite value of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord, and how, you know, how amazing Jesus is and just Believing him is, is all we need, just having that faith in him and coming back to that and just resting in that. And that's what, you know, we can boast about. And that's what we can, you know, that's our greatest accomplishment, believing that, you know, God really does exist. God really did come to earth just to pay for everything we ever did wrong by dying for us and 
mm-hmm. and being that sacrificial death for us and that he conquered death itself and raised from the dead and and we could be with him forever with this with this loving loving god that that just he did it all because he wanted to be with us and even before we were born he thought of us and he knit us together and it's an amazing story yeah absolutely it's a life-changing story for sure so tell me a, a little bit about your isleofshinyobjects.com and how do you integrate godly principles into that to help people in their journey with attention deficit and so on? Okay. So I love shinyobjects.com came out of my productivity consulting business. And I primarily consulted people with ADHD or ADD and they're just online courses. So I say, well, most people who uh, struggle with shiny object syndrome, struggle to be productive at work. So we made these productivity courses to help them so that they could build habits and routines that help them out for the rest of their career. Primarily, there's a course on perfectionism uh, because it's something I've struggled with so much. And I still do some consulting. And I don't know, my faith just comes out randomly through conversations or even on other podcasts I've been on. We've talked about God and I don't know, it just seems to to pop up values. When I talk about like values and time management, I don't know, it just seems to pop up in random places and productivities. So why do we want to be productive? Is it just to get more things done? Is it just to be more successful? Is it just to make more money? Or is there some deeper, you know, do you want to spend more time with God? Do you want to have more time to do ministry or bless other people in some way? Do you want to, you know, invest more into your kids so that they could, you know, have that multiplier effect and they could bless people for, you know, decades after you're gone. So I I guess it gets there in a maybe subtle way. And I think you hit on a key point there about us as parents, you know, and what we bring into our children's lives. And, you know, it says raise a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. And I think that's so important. Maybe you could talk to parents that are listening about what they should be investing into their young children. God's given you some insights into the important values for parents to bring into their kids' lives. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Again, I I don't feel qualified. I I have a two-year-old and another one on the way. So um, congratulations. Thank you very much. There's this principle I talk about. It's basically being intentional, but it comes from a book called Baby Wise. It's a book that my wife got when she was pregnant. And it's just thinking about, I guess, what habits and routines will help the kids as well as you guys, the parents, you know, for the future. And so those little bitty habits, they have a multiplier effect or Darren Hardy, he's a productivity guys. He's the author of success magazine in his book. He talks about the compound effect. So these little, they almost seem like inconsequential things when multiplied over 10 20 or the rest of your life, like just reading your Bible for five minutes before you eat your meals throughout the day. It can have this dramatic compound effect on your life that can bring enormous blessings. But normally we don't think about those small things every day that seem like they're so easy or inconsequential that they don't have a dramatic effect when looking over the scope of time. So I guess just being intentional with your kids uh, with the patterns of routines that will help, I guess, you and your wife and your kids live by the values God wants us to have and the, uh, the values God wants us to share. 
<laughs> so do you have thoughts or a plan about how you want to build your kids' faith along their life journey? I actually haven't thought about it too much. I was hoping that I could just be a good example for him. Mm-hmm. And if he has, you know, questions or he sees when I'm really struggling, where I turn to, or, you know, when I'm overwhelmed, you know, or, or have fear or doubt or, or any of these issues, like how, how I deal with or how I let God, you know, his power work through me or depend on him or come back to him. I was hoping right now just to live by example. I don't have any deep, profound thoughts on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you'll obviously be teaching about the Bible and saying prayers with him and things like that, right? We're going to wrap things up here. So if you could leave one thought about God with our audience, what would that be? He always loves you uh, no matter what you do wrong, no matter what life throws at you. I guess Paul probably said it best in what was it Galatians or Ephesians when, when he talks about the love of God, that his love is profound. I'm, I'm so thankful for it and so blessed because there's been times in my life where they've been so hard and I felt so unloved that I, I, I can't get enough that he loves me and been like medicine for my heart. Oh, that's a good way to put it, medicine for your heart. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing your heart with us, Brandon. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. And I hope and pray that we can connect again sometime in the future and hear more about what God and his love is doing in your life. Sure, that'd be great. Okay, God bless you. against the wall you prayed a thousand prayers you don't think he's heard at all the pressure's unrelenting time is running out on you there's good news there's good news for anyone who's hurting Wants to run and hide Questions and regrets Eat you up inside You tried to escape it But it's a mess you can undo There's good news There's good news If you're breathing, he's not through There's 
enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. That's 519-701-0108. God bless you.